Indie Music Live. It's episode 10. What am I doing? 118. 118. Get my math straight. I'm JoJo Keys, and we're on a different night because I was uh, in burning hell on Tuesday night with a horrible, absolutely horrible fever. Um, and I was like, I was like laying in, in my bed, but it was kind of like a bathtub. And I <laughs> did the show, and then I hit up Rob, and I was like, Rob, I can't be there tonight. And Dave was gonna have to do it by himself. And then Rob was like, Dude, I'm really sick too, so we got to move the night. So we had to move the night to tonight. So welcome everybody. It's a random Thursday night with Indie Music Live. I'm sitting here with Dave, and he is in the heavens. Yeah, a little bright. It's early here, but yeah, it's if we just totally skip a show it just messes everything up because we got you know set list and everything so um but yeah i joe like i told you i just want to say a quick word man there's just some stuff in the news where i think we're going to get more into it next week because we got a tight schedule but i'm sure some people have heard of the diamond and silk mentions in uh zuckerberg's hearing at congress man it's like a lot of the senators are bringing up diamond and silk and their facebook page and their live streams and everything their producer is rob hicks that's our producer man so he's like he's kind of like sucked into the whole buzz of what's going on there which is pretty interesting and i have a bunch of thoughts on the whole like censorship issue of which is in the middle of the hot topic of of what they're talking about and everything and yeah i want to i want to talk about that for a few minutes but next week man so Yeah. yeah, Rob. Rob is a busy guy. Rob Robert Hicks at Hicks Video. He's a busy guy. He's got a another show coming up a little bit later because again, this is an off night, so we're gonna make this a a, a shotgun show, if you will, a short shorty but a, a quick shorty. What's a shorty but a goody? I guess I'm about tripping over your words. And we have Jerry Damtone of uh, Universal Dice, who uh, recently had a review on our website. Such good music. I decided to feature him, make him a featured artist. So he's here hanging out in the green room. We're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes. First off, let's go ahead and get right to the music. Let us know what you think of this song in the comments. We're going to listen to The Pesky Snakes with I Need You. And uh, we'll be right back. Countless days I'm Alone and lonely, I need you To be beside me But you're away, I don't know what to do I need you But you're just so far away I need you Surely you know by now 
Pesky Snakes with uh, I Need You. I'm JoJo Key sitting here with David, the Lord Werba. Yeah. In heaven. Heavens. Um, so I like this kind of music a lot. These guys, um, they're not like super huge or anything like that. I don't have like a major social media pre- presence or anything, but their music really struck me. Um, I rolled in from teaching right before the show, so I didn't really have time to review the music. Um, last I remember, I listened to it. Really smooth, nice harmonies, and a, kind of a nice funky little bit of a vibe what do you think dave man it was i was really digging the composition of this like the like the outside the vocals the production this minimalist sound starts off with what sounds like a fretless bass which i love i love that just you know mm-hmm. blending up of notes um and just the fact that it was highlighted in the intro it's kind of rare I'd, I'd always love to hear more of that but um this type of song, man, I I had this interesting kind of viewpoint because I think this the music would work with like a thousand different singers. It's like it's open to so many different vocal styles that I think could fit into this song. Um, and I think the vocals, they were nice. I, I, I just, that's the one piece I, I just wanted to, I don't know what it was, man. I wanted to maybe hear more feeling in his like, delivery or something there's just something really small missing in this tune and i i couldn't quite put my finger on it but um i like their next album man well we have a time (laughs) constraint so you're not going to be able to (laughs) speaking of that let's go ahead and listen to the next song before we bring on jerry dan tone of universal dice i think the man is universal dice pretty much um this is plastogenia See, I'm getting good at, at reading, Dave. I'm getting good yes, at reading are, and yeah. pronouncing the words. Plastogenia with Multiversi. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back in two minutes.
Indie Music Live, episode 108 on a random Thursday night. Normal time is Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Since we're on a random night, our panel guest, Ben Cote, could not be here because he is a huge, busy rock star in the area of Berkeley and the whole Boston area and stuff. So thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the live stream and on the replay. You can always comment on the replay, remember, and uh, let us know what you think of the music we're listening to. That was... Plastogenia with multiverse, multiversity, multiversity. I'm not sure what, how you how you pronounce that, Dave. Yeah, multiverse. I mean, it's like a futuristic landscape. I'm wondering if these guys are into like you know, 3D graphics and gaming landscapes. I, I just have a feeling maybe that's their like day job or something because, you know, there's elements to that video where that are super cool, which is the graphics and. Even the the sound, you know, it's like kind of like a you know Moby influence or something. But the the electronica and just their vision of future, futuristic sound in some way, and it was cool. I was I was digging it. But again, like similar to the first tune, but more exaggerated. I, I think their take on the vocal influence in this tune, I think, detracts a little to this like the scene that they're trying to create, just because it's a little shaky. You know, it's almost like Mr. Roboto present day or something, but mm. there, it just didn't quite work for me with the, the vocal aspect of this tune. I think they should spend more time on that part so that it's brought up to the level of, of all the other music behind it in terms of production quality. Other than that, I, I love it, man. It's cool what they're doing. Cool. So we're on a, a quick show tonight. We're fitting it all into 30 minutes flat. Um, so we're going to bring in the featured artist a little earlier than normal. I'd like to introduce Jerry Dantone off of Long Island, correct, sir? Yeah. And uh, he is the band Universal Dice, and we did a review about them recently. And the song Your Son really stuck out to me. Um, I really like some of the changes that you have on that song and just the overall feel of it. So that was one of my favorite songs. So we're going to be playing that in a minute. But if you could just, Jerry, introduce Universal Dice to people who may have never heard of you and let us know um, sort of your elevator pitch about your music and then tell us a little bit about your son, and then we'll come back and get deeper with Dave. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're a band. Uh, I write the songs, basically, uh, all the songs now. We started out in 1995, believe it or not. And um, we, we, we issued our first rock opera in 1995. That's like three and, years ago. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> another album in 2000, another one in, in 2005, and then uh, this one came out late last year, early or middle of the year. Uh, I like writing songs that have a purpose. I, I like to you know know why I'm writing the damn song. If I don't have a reason to write the song, I just don't write the song. Uh, this album... I wanted to um, uh, get motivated, so I thought I'd have a story, a rock opera. And that yeah. usually helps. If I have a story, then I can write songs that tell the story. And so that was uh, that was the way I wrote this song. And that's that's always the first step, is to uh, have a point to what you're doing. And so yeah. I, this, this album was going to be about love. Uh, and uh, so I had a love story uh, between uh, a young uh, guy and a, and a girl. And... Um, they're troubled. They had a, you know, troubled uh, upbringing or, and, and life, and uh, they found each other. And uh, as, as I, I asked my, I actually asked myself, what would Shakespeare do? And the answer was, one of them's going to have to die. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the answer. So I had to have a tragedy, and the tragedy had to be uh, due to the uh, 
one of the good characteristics of the character. You know, it, it, that, that's what tragedy is. You know, something that, that is a, a positive turns into a negative and there's the tragedy. Cool. And so uh, that was this, that's the story in, inside the, uh, the CD. The lyrics are actually in, in the CD if you ever bought it and they're on the website. So you can actually cool. follow it along. Uh, and and uh, you can follow the story as well. So Sweet. So let's it? go ahead and we'll listen to a snippet of your son. If you want to hear the entire song, go check it out on uh, the Universal Dice website. And uh, we'll be right back and get deeper with Dave. Mm. From the moment I existed, you were trying to deny me. The more I look toward you, the more you turned away. So we almost did like a full interview in the green room, you know, before the show, just like going through your history and everything. And so uh, it'd probably help if you had some experience with this, like video production and, you know, music, like if you worked at MTV or something, that would probably help. But um, did you work at any type of company like that? <laughs> no, no, uh, just MTV. <laughs> just MTV. All right, let's start. So you worked. I'm just messing around like I usually do. Yeah. So Jerry worked at MTV and finance. You want to talk about your experience there, man? Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, I was there the day they pitched it. Uh, hey, Jerry, can you drop down? Just okay. lower yourself a little. There we go. Yeah. Cool. I, I was there. They pitched it to the owners of the company, which were American Express and Warner Brother and Warner Communications, and um, uh, it was pitched to American Express. The, the, the the chairman had no idea what music, you know, anything about music, nothing. And uh, so they, they gave him a, a, a series of videos and, and uh, some, you know, Olivia Newton-John, 
and and so on and so forth. And, and a lot of the videos were things that they thought he would like and approve of. But is they, this like 1980? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. And, and that he would that he would approve of and he would like, but they would never actually show on MTV. So they they got the approval. They they launched it. I forget if it was 81 or 82 or 83, but I was there for the launch. I think it was in August 1st or July 1st, one of those many years ago. And uh, it got off the air and it got on the air. And, and uh, my job was was to create the budgets for MTV and Nickelodeon and the movie channel, those are the three networks. Hmm. You talk about like individual video budgets for like no. each single video or just? For the network. For the network the as network. a whole. Okay. The, yes, for the whole network. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, not for the videos. They, they didn't make the videos. They they used mm-hmm. the video that people, that record companies gave them. They were in the, that, that was when they were negotiating with record companies for the rights to the videos. That was that, was that stage. And so, uh, that worked out right. I mean, the budgets were on budget. I mean, they, they made sense. And uh, it was an interesting thing. I, it, what, what, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's like you have a, you said you had an MBA in finance. That's kind of yeah. how you got in the door there and everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously, to be yeah. to run the finance, you needed some credentials, and that was my credentials. Uh, what was interesting is that at MTV and that whole network, there were no musicians or creative persons in the company except for maybe a, a couple of peons like like me. And, and, and uh, I was in finance. So the people who were making the creative decisions were just businessmen, businessmen. And they were not the most savvy uh, about rock and roll music uh, at all. In fact, they knew nothing. But they made the decisions on, on how it went for, uh, you know, how it was going to be. Man, I, I feel like there's like, there's got to be like another hundred stories about just what was going on behind the scenes there in the early days. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, let, dude, let's break down your music, man, just because yeah. we got a tight show tonight. Uh, so what, I mean, when we actually reviewed this tune uh, a few weeks back and I, like I mentioned to you, I, I had some critical aspects, which were just some choppy moments with the acoustic and the drums at points. And what we were talking about before the show was interesting. Like, I want people to understand your, how you produce your songs. And I do, I can't believe that those were patches. So, so those are actually drum loops from famous drummers. Yes. And you nut like, so, so yeah, just why don't you talk about yeah. your, how you piece are- everything together? I think people will want to know that. The first thing you do when, when I record a song, the first thing I do, is the drums. I mean, the song is written. I know how to play it on, on the acoustic guitar, but obviously uh, I don't lay down the acoustic guitar first because that would be chaos, right. basically. So what I do is I get one of my 40 or 50 drum uh, loop uh, CDs, and there might be a thousand different patterns on this. Mick Fleetwood is one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> drum loop it's this is made by sonic foundry this is owned by sony i guess nowadays and it's a it's a acid acidized uh, drum loops they are perfect in time obviously they, they they wouldn't they wouldn't release this unless each drum loop was perfectly in time because they can make they if it wasn't in perfectly in time they can make it in time right by just you know adjusting the length of the of the loop and so each loop is, is basically perfect and and this is a heck of a great this one 
No, I, I love. I, I've brought up Mick Fleetwood before just because of his playing style. It, it just, uh, I mean, it's so simple. Yet he throws his accents what you'd think is like two measures late from what most people would. And it's just like, wait, the, the end of the course was two measures ago. You just threw the crash right in the middle of it. Also, but it worked. He makes it work. It's his own style. A genius with the hi hat. Yeah. And, and if you just want to keep a beat, he's making it so much more interesting than you could ever do with a drum machine or with MIDI or anything else. There's nothing to beat a human being playing the drums. And so I, you know, I used Mick Fleetwood quite a bit. And uh, I don't know if it was, I don't, I think it was Tony Brock on this song, uh, but it, it can't be beat. So then I, I know how the song goes. So I picked the most appropriate drum loop out of the thousand for each bar. And so bar by bar. And then sometimes you repeat them because it's, it's a groove. And then, then after I have the whole song put together as a drum pattern and it's recorded to my computer, I use sonar. Then I play my acoustic guitar to it. And then the bass player comes over. He hears the acoustic guitar. And I also probably throw a scratch vocal on there. And he does the bass guitar. And so now we have drums and bass. Maybe a scratch guitar or maybe it's a keeper. Probably a scratch vocal. And now I get the rest of the guys come in. If I need another guitar, I'll do it. If I have Bob, my guitar player, Bob Barkas, he'll do a lead guitar. We have keyboard players. Walter Walter is on this one. Walter Sargent on other songs is Vinnie Creasy, and and uh, the bass player happened to be Eddie Canova. So it, they, it's all piece by piece and layer by layer we put together the songs. Okay, cool, man. There, one more thing I want to cover, and we have to cut this short. It kills me. I got I, there's like five more questions I have for you. We're gonna have to have you back. But anyway, in terms like. The other thing I really noticed about your music is just the feeling, the raw feeling of it, right? And it yeah. brought me back to it. I mean, there, there's like a wordplay. I don't know if like just the name of the song was part of this, but I, you know, Fortunate Son, Fogelberg. <laughs> I think about that time because it's just like the cultural change of the 60s. And you, it, it just had an element, man. It just had that element of that era in this tune obviously different vocal style and all that stuff, but it had that drama. It had that feeling to me. And I, you must have some influences from that era that kind of, Oh, of course. You know, yeah. I was brought up with the Beatles and the who from the 60s, right. but you know, I, I still, you know, right up to the killers and, and green day, you know, in, in this century, <laughs> but uh, with this album, I had a goal to make every song a song where the characters, and these are characters singing each each part, each song, pour their hearts out in each song. And that was one of the goals that I had for each song, which helps me write, because now I know what I'm doing. I'm having each song about love or or growth of, of a love story from beginning yeah. to end. Character building, the, the interplay between the two characters, and each song, they pour their ha- hearts out and that's what I'm trying to accomplish. Dude, that's, I think that's awesome how deep you look at from a lyrical standpoint. I mean, it's like your background is finance and everything, but I mean, you're, you're, you've been in the music scene for so long. And then I just think it's cool that you, you just kind of, I don't know, blend and separate those worlds at times. But Jerry, dude, we got to move. We're going to have to have you back because we got like five minutes left in the show and we got two songs to play. But thank you for coming by. Where, real quick, where can people find you online? Universaldice.com is our website. And we're also on the Facebook page, Universal Dice. 
Awesome. Awesome, man. All right, dude. So we're going to move on to the next tune. I believe we have two more. Uh, The next song, again, another song from Rhonda Vincent and Richard Lynch, I believe. It's Back in Love Again. Thank you, Rob. Swing it. That was Back in Love Again by Rhonda Vincent and <laughs> Richard Lynch, of course. Um, so, yeah, so we, we played one of their tunes, uh, I believe it was, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago. Uh, and so, man, I had to look up just a, a better definition of bluegrass. Uh, I, I just went and looked it up just so it makes sense to people. The whole country scene, like you've said, you and I have said so often, is not our one of our top 10 genres or anything, but like bluegrass, I mean, the definition according to the Wikipedia is, you know, roots music that's influenced by music of Appalachia. It has roots in Irish, uh, Scottish, English, traditional music, and then it has jazz elements and obviously country. So Rhonda Vincent, she, she's a grant. She just won the 2018 Grammy for a bluegrass album. Which is so, I just think it's so awesome that they, they've submitted their music to us. And it, it's, it's big deal to me, man. Yeah. And so I just listened to this tune again. Like I, I just released my whole like affiliation with whether it's country or not and whether I like country because man, their vocals are just Overall, so strong. God, they're just song, like yeah. such great singers and I love so. her voice so much. Is nice and deep, nice solid. It's like they mix together. Um, it's just, how can you not enjoy 
listening to that song, regardless of whether you like, you know, country or bluegrass or anything. I mean, what do you think, Joe? Uh, I think we should go to the next song because Rob's yeah. about ready to shit his pants here. So <laughs> a band from, or not a band, but a duo from uh, um, Switzerland, Switzerland, man. Um, Soderquist and Bjorn Skiffs. Let us know what you think. The comments are going to be right back. And then we're going to wrap up the show because Rob's going to go. So that was uh, Nina Soderquist and Bjorn Skiffs. Actually, two uh, really big stars on their own right in Switzerland. Um, I don't know oh, if anybody's ever heard yeah. of them here in America, but those those two are actually pretty big stars over in Switzerland. Um, I've Glad seen a lot of videos that, of them, yeah. um, and they're they're really popular. So anyway, um, they are uh, they. There's another. We have a review of them on the, the website as, as well. I'm too really pressured because we have to stop now. But yeah, we got like 30 seconds. Joining yeah. the show on this off night, Dave. Let me know what you think of these guys really quickly. 30 seconds. Yeah, tops. I, I'm glad you said that they were like big stars in their own right. That's what it felt like. It felt like they were like maybe later in their career and they, you know, ex rock stars. I mean, that's what their voices sound similar to the Rod and Vincent duo. They just. Just huge production. I was thinking like a Tom Cruise movie, like a love scene, and this song is playing or something. Man, this is very impressive. Very in just big production. Dug it. So uh, I want to just uh, thank everybody for showing up tonight. Run through some names of some people. Uh, Jared Padone, Ninth Floor Mannequin, Juan Cabrera, Kenneth Hawks, David Schmidt, Stephen Hebert, John Edwards, Matt Speck, Jumping Bat, Jeff Ott, Amara, Amari, I'm sorry, um, Jason, Robbo, Christine Gina, Frederick Conrad, Aaron Robinson, Mike Catoni, Tim Yoder, Don McClellan, Missy Braun, Melanie Weiser, A.J. Miller, Bob Woodstock, Nicola, a lot of people came in tonight. Juan uh, Cabrera. Hello. 
And uh, Dave's going to go get a tan. Rob's going to go produce another show. We're on an off night. Normally, we're on Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern time on our Facebook channel and YouTube channel. Periscope's coming back. We're also going to be trying out DLive in the near future. So, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for joining us on this weird night. Jerry uh, Jerry Dantone of Universal Dice as well. Make sure you check out their music. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you regular time next week, Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern. Peace.